A lot can happen in the world. What do we do? Who do we turn to? How do we handle it? Welcome to the Situation Room on Active FM. How do you overcome a corrupt government? You've got to get back to the Lord Jesus Christ. And before you switch off, I want you to listen to what I'm about to tell you. First of all, just to recap, in John chapter 1, verse 1 to 3, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him, all things were made. Without Him, nothing was made that has been made. And so Jesus comes to earth. He is the Word of God. Uh, the power of the Holy Spirit is in on, on the inside of Him. He, he, he gets taken and led by the Spirit into the, the wilderness by the Holy Spirit. The enemy comes and tempts Him. First of all, tempts His thinking. You know, you, you, you've been instructed by the Spirit to fast. Just command these stones to be bread, you'll be able to eat. All right, so don't worry about what God said. Just think about it. And um, he starts off with a question, if you're the Son of God. So he's attacking his identity. And then the second one, he comes and he tempts him in the area of his emotions. Um, he says, just come in, just throw yourself off this high place. Because the angels will come and... You, you won't even hurt your foot on a stone on the ground. Okay, and now that is, that is tempting Jesus to act impulsively, to, to, to be driven by adrenaline and defy nature and maybe make a big show and put up a, a Twitter post or something like that. All right, and, and, and Jesus says, you, you shall not put the Lord your God to test. And the third one, obviously, is the temptation of his will. Bow down before me. Just bow down before me. And how many people have testified that over time they've sold their souls to the devil, maybe to get fame in music, maybe to become a famous actor, maybe to get political power. They've sold their souls to the devil. People have been testifying that over and over again. And what you have to understand is that, um, you know, if you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are being used by the enemy. If you're being used by the enemy and you get into government, the government is corrupt because you're being used by the enemy. Now, you have to face the enemy. And the Bible says that if you put your faith in God, you obey God, you submit to him, you resist the devil, he will flee from you in the name of Jesus. Jesus overcame the temptation for us, and we see that when Jesus faced the temptation, he had to face the enemy not as God, but in his condition as a human being. I mean, when the enemy came and said, turn those stones into bread, Jesus was hungry. He was hungry. And so um, he was tested there. He was tested. Listen, don't, don't worry about what God's saying. Just compromise this thing. Come on, what's a little bit of food going to do? And he had to face this being fully human. Now, he had to do it this way because when Jesus came to the world, he left his deity behind. He left his omnipotent behind. He, he became limited just like we are. The only powerful things that Jesus could do while he was on this earth in our bodies was via the Holy Spirit. And when he was operating via the Holy Spirit with his healings, raising people from the dead, calming storms, all of those sorts of things, he spoke with the authority of the Word. And obviously he is the Word, so when he speaks, he's speaking the Word. And then the Holy Spirit puts that thing into action because he's modeling for us what we can do today. And so... Although the father's there by his side, Jesus had to fight his own battle. Now, he had legions of angels at his disposal waiting for the order to come and overpower darkness. He could have done that at any time. But it wasn't the will of the father. 
it, the will of the Father was for him to go through everything that he had to go through so that we could be saved. Now, even when Jesus had his angels at, the, at his disposal, he chose not to fall back on them because instead he overcame the enemy with the word of God. Now, listen to me. When you look at those three temptations that we went through in a bit more detail yesterday, you go and look at those three temptations. Jesus gave us an example, an awesome example of how we too can overcome the enemy in his name. And, and, and listen to me. When you overcome the enemy, when you overcome the devil, you overthrow any corrupt government that is over your life. And I'm not necessarily talking about your human government. Your human government may be evil. They might be oppressing people. They might be doing all sorts of things. But the evil government is overthrown in your life. It's more than enough for you to release the word of God, the word of authority, with faith, so that God the Father can act on it. That, that's what you're needing to do. You've got to learn the word. You've got to learn to speak the word. And here's the thing. Every time we confess his word with faith and authority, something begins to happen in the spiritual realm. And this is what I want you to understand. The heavenly angels begin to fight in our favor. This is why every day we give you a declaration. Every day we're telling you to declare the word. Every day we tell you to declare the power of the blood of Jesus over your life. Because at the end of the day, when you start moving and speaking the words of faith, and you start speaking them according to the will of God and according to the word of God, and you, you speak the word out of your mouth, the heavenly, uh, your heavenly government takes over. And angels begin to fight for your favor. You know, if you go and you read in Ephesians chapter 3, in Ephesians chapter 3, it's talking about the fact that the, the church is such a central thing in God's plan. It's such a central thing in all of the universe, both the, the physical and the, the, the spiritual, metaphysical, matter, antimatter, whatever exists by any name that you can call it. Whether it's physics or quantum physics, doesn't matter. All right? But, but, but what you're needing to understand is that in terms of all of this, in the center of all of this, Christ is ruling everything through the church. And, and in Ephesians chapter 3, the Apostle Paul actually says that the angels are watching the church to see what Christ is doing on the earth. And when they see where the church is going, they move to back that. In other words, Jesus is communicating to the angels through the church. The devil is watching what Jesus is doing on the earth by watching the church. When you give your life to Jesus, if you start getting a kingdom mentality, what you begin to realize is that you operate under a different government. Yes, you operate according to the laws of your land until they transgress the word of God. Then you stand. You don't accept it. If they don't transgress the word of God, you obey your human authorities. But you don't transgress the word of God. Why? Because before you're a citizen of your nation, you're a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. And when you speak the word of God, you start reproducing life. Instead of reproducing death, don't speak words of death. Start reproducing life. Start speaking the word of God. Just start, for example, declaring John 1, 1, 2, 3. Just start declaring that. And you will see God will touch your life. And so we're going to say our declaration together. Say, I'm a producer of life because of the words that come from my lips. Let's just say it again, but 
after what we've spoken, I want you to just think about what you're saying. So I am a reproducer of life because of the words that come from my lips. Let's pray together. Say, dear Lord, thank you for taking my place and for paying my debt. One day I was lost, but now I'm found. I was dead, but now I'm alive. I was without a family, but now I've been adopted into your family. I'm now part of the family of God. You gave me your spirit and put your words on my lips. That I might declare your eternal truth. Thank you, Lord. Amen.